This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. The first time in a long time that the Buckeyes are on a win streak of one game. They beat Illinois. We're fired up. Sensabaugh's winning freshman of the year again. Ohio State's winning the Big Ten tournament. We're back. They're back. We're going to talk about that all and a little bit of Big Ten stuff, a little bit of everything, a little bit of gambling, what we always do, a little bit of captain's dinner that Joey was able to attend, him and Aaron Kraft. I'm sure you saw the tweet. But before we get to all that, two things we want to tell you about. The first one is check out the info in the description of this episode about Betfred. We're going to be coming to you in Columbus to talk to you about Betfred. Check out all the details in the description of this episode. And also, home field apparel. The Ohio State drop is over, but they still got an Ohio State collection. DTL 15 gets you 15% off. Just go to homefieldapparel.com. I think that's their site. I'm going to confirm it. Joey, take a second and talk about home field apparel while I confirm it. It's as soft and as great of clothes as you'll find. They've got your favorite school. They've got your mom's favorite school. They've got your brother's favorite school. No matter who you root for, where you are in this beautiful world, they've got unbelievable apparel for you. Go get you some. Breaking news. It's homefieldapparel.com. H-O-M-E-F-I-E-L-D-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Homefieldapparel.com. And listen to this. This is this is crazy. This is literally crazy. And then we'll get to the episode because people have probably turned it off by now. But this is crazy. If you go to Homefield's website, which is H O M E F I E L, if you go to Homefield's website, they're offering you ten percent off. Decline it. Decline that offer and use promo code DTL fifteen for fifteen percent off your order. Thanks to our friends at Homefield for hooking that up. Joey, the Buckeyes won. They beat the Illini game of the year since Northwestern thoughts. It really was the best game they've played. And that's obviously not saying much, Um, but for the first time in a long time, proud of the effort and the outcome of the game. Right. I mean, it's, it's funny. We, um, you know, we talked about it. It was captain's, you know, week and, and captain's game and captain's dinner all weekend and blah, blah, blah. Um, the dinner was the night before the game, Saturday night. And, um, you know, in, in that dinner, it was very, very positive. You know, in the dinner, all the former captains take a few minutes and, and speak, say, hey, great job, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Play hard. Stick together. You know, play for your coaches. Play for this university. We all got your back. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone goes around and says that uh, all the players are around. You get to meet everybody. You get to talk to the old guys that you haven't seen in a long time. You get to talk to the staff, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great, awesome night. And Ohio state is special because of nights like that. Um, what my message to the team was uh, ahead of that game was basically something that coach Holtman, I know is saying in the locker room all the time and uh, said to, to, to me and my teams when, when we were at Ohio state, it's, simple. It's there's enough in the locker room to win the game, whatever game you're playing. Uh, And I just said, you got to believe that you got to go out and play with some confidence, play with swagger, knowing that you're good enough to beat any team that you go up against being, being the Ohio state Buckeyes. 
And then also that you could say all day long, hey, you play for something bigger than just, you know, the guys in the locker room and you play for something bigger than just yourself. And there's a tons of Buckeyes and Buckeye Nation out there supporting you that want you to win just as bad as you want to win. But until you're in a room with all those guys and you see it and you hear it from everybody and you see, you know, guys like Michael Red talking about how important his time at Ohio State was and how proud he is of Ohio State basketball in general. And you hear Aaron Kraft giving you encouraging words saying, hey, I've got your back. We've been there. Tough times don't last. Tough people do, you know, stuff like that. And then you you hear from national champions and Olympic gold medalists and national players of the years. And you you realize, OK, Ohio State basketball is it's bigger than me. I, I have a duty. Wait, what to- what national champions? 1960. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Who? who? Yeah, very cool. Final fours, like you name it. Wait, who from the 60s? Uh, Dick Furry is his name. <laughs> Some something funny. How how old is Dick Fur- Dick Fury? Uh, well, if you do the math, he was we'll say he was twenty in nineteen sixty, so he's eighty, eighty something, mid eighties. Wow. Yeah. So awesome, dude. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, you're in the room and you're hearing from all these guys, you're hearing their stories and you're, you know, you see it, you hear about it all the time, but now you're seeing it and you're seeing what, what Michael Red calls all the gold that comes with Ohio State basketball. Um, I really do think it resonated with those guys. Like I got a text from from Nettie um, and uh, Coach Nettie, one of the assistant coaches and Holman told my parents after the game that it's just it's amazing what hearing positive encouraging things from guys that you respect outside of the program what that means to to those guys and it resonated that with them because they came out and played their best game of the season frankly um it was awesome i i also i ended it with saying guys you guys know me i'm from illinois i, I there's no team i'd rather beat than the fight in the line i so if for if for no other reason go out and do it for me do, do it for me and that got a good laugh out of everybody but so basically, Ohio State had their game of the year because of Joey Lane's captain's speech. Because of way more than Joey Lane. Um, I like to say I was a part of it. It's pretty cool that I, I, I'm i the youngest guy there by by like seven years. Um, I it was the only guy who played under Holtman, right? All that fun stuff. But yeah, it, it, I do think that the captains had a role in having a little bit more juice in the program. Um, giving them a kickstart that they needed, giving them something to to play for that, you know, when you're 12 and a million, right, there's not a lot to play for. And, um, you know, if, if we gave them just an ounce more uh, to go out there and, and get the job done, then I think we did our job. And well, let me tell you, the, the captains getting recognized and being in a suite with all those guys and having my parents there, like, it's really, really cool. Uh, I We joke about it a lot. But growing up as a kid, like, I wore number four because Aaron Kraft was my favorite player. And I grew up a huge Ohio State fan and worshipped Michael Red and, you know, Jamar Butler, who hit the biggest one of the biggest shots in Ohio State history. That was the, the last person to wear 14 before I got there. Um, and, you know, Matt Sylvester, who hit the biggest shot probably in Ohio State history being there. And it's just like as a Buckeye fan, I just am. It's just unbelievable that I'm able to represent the same sort of thing that that those guys represent. And especially with Aaron Kraft standing next to him and shooting the shit with him, uh, even though Aaron doesn't swear at all. And he's going to be a doctor in 15 months. And it's just seeing him with his, with his awesome wife and two kids. And like, it's just really, really cool to be a part of, of an awesome tradition and go out there and, you know, 
get, go go to half court and get announced that hey Joey Lane is back and the crowd goes wild like that's that's really cool you know it's just really really cool and obviously the highlight of the whole weekend is the tweet that Andrew put out on um on Drive the Lane's Twitter page at Drive the Lane Pod where you know me and Kraft took a picture together and you know people were asking for us to get together for a picture but like let's be honest I I wanted the picture just as much as anybody um and then yeah we combined for a whole lot of points rebounds and assists um it just so happens that he has 90 yeah um really really exciting stuff one day you'll bring your co-host to the captain's dinner I know you always say I haven't even brought my mom I haven't brought my dad I I get priority over blood for the captain's dinner solely because I mean, I mean, podcast partnership. I mean, that's just like as, as tight as it gets, but also I just, I wanted to say something real quick. Um, uh, Dick furry played from 57 to 60 and he averaged 3.8 points per game then 11 and a half, which had to have been a lot back then <laughs> then back down to 5.1, but just noteworthy assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, not listed. So this is a guy that is just an absolute less legend. And the fact that we don't have him on the podcast is kind of a disgrace, Joey. I wonder if, I wonder if Dick Furry knows how to work Zoom. Was Conley a captain? No, he's just a one and done freshman. Bruce Thornton might be a one and done freshman. Well, no, he's going to be a four year captain, first time in Ohio State history. Um, well, there you go. That's pretty good. But I guess. We could, I guess that's a good transition into the the game itself. I mean, just quickly to touch on it. Ohio State one and zero in their last one. That's the, the most important stat there is. How, how? What have you done for me lately? Right? Oh, they're oh they're one and zero and beat a team that you know is competing to have a, a top eight seed in the in the national NCAA tournament. You know what have you done for us lately? I don't know. How about a double digit win against the team that we weren't favored against? You know whatever. Uh, one and zero in our last one. Um, Bryce Sensible is Bryce Sensible. I had the dunk of the year probably on Matthew Meyer, where the, he dunked on him so hard that number one, the game stopped and no one threw the ball in bounds because they, everybody thought it was a foul except for the refs. And then number two, Matthew Meyer came back down on offense, still woozy from being literally dunked on so unbelievably hard that he wobbled on the sideline and they threw it off his head and out of bounds. Um, so Bryce Sensible is Bryce Sensible. Felix Akpara had his moments. Roddy, Roddy Gale had his moments, including a nice dunk as well. But Bruce Thornton, holy guacamole. That dude, not only is he the future of Ohio State basketball, the present for Ohio State basketball, a possible four-year starting point guard, a possible all-Big Ten guard, you, you name it, he's got it. The dude is the face of the program. He is the face of the program as a freshman, and he will – go on to do whatever he wants to do uh, Ohio State team. And what made it all better for me is after the game, after his career game, after Ohio State's best game of the season, he gets on the mic. And What's so awesome about this game is I love my teammates so much. I love my coaches. I love Ohio State. There's no place I would rather be. And that's why Ohio State is special, ladies and gentlemen, because ain't nobody leaving that wants to be here. Um, and it's And it's exciting. So 
you just got to build on it. You get the young team. You get a bunch of these guys back, right? Keep building, keep building. And who knows? Maybe Bryce Sensible says, you know what? I want to be a part of this next year. Maybe I'll stay, which I don't think happens, but Bryce will start work. We'll start putting together an NIL package for you to, to keep you. What if what? <laughs> we'll give you 50 bucks, five bucks per appearance for help me with the math 10 appearances on drive the lane let's do it could you imagine could you imagine if drive the lane podcast was like we will keep matt we will keep bryce sensible in college that would be crazy because we also started the rumor that marvin harrison was going to (laughs) transfer to a different school so that'd be two just like massive ohio state things that we were responsible for So the Buckeyes are back. They're going to win the big 10 tournament. Um, If they, obviously we don't, I mean, we want them to, we think they will, but like, we don't actually think they're going to win the big 10 tournament, but nobody wants to see the Buckeyes right now, Andrew. Hypothetically, if they won the big 10 tournament, what seed would, would they be like a 12 seed after winning the big 10 tournament? Yeah. 12 seed sounds right. Honestly. Yeah. That would be crazy. That's what happened with Georgia tech a few years ago. They like ran the tape. They weren't Georgetown. That's what happened with Georgetown. Georgetown and then Georgia Tech with Josh Pastner as the coach. I don't think. I mean that would that would be absolutely. Well, last year Virginia Tech was probably going to make the tournament, but then they won, and then they ended up being a ten seed, and they yeah. played Texas. And I had I had Virginia Tech plus two um, in the first half, and Texas hit a three pointer um, to cover. Um, and, and not just a three pointer, a half quarter. Sorry, I have Virginia Tech money line. Virginia Tech was up to Texas at a half quarter. Marcus Carr. Um, anyway, um, where's Marcus Carr now? Still at Texas. He's been uh, like schools. Yeah, um, literally three. Um, here's what we want to do for you guys leading into the Big Ten tournament, and we'll do it before for our preview show. Also, um, we want to talk a little bit about who is frisky, right? Who in the big 10 slash NCAA tournament, would you not want to play? Um, there's a few teams that I have in mind, Andrew, I'll let you go first, but there's a pretty easy number one, I think, in my opinion, based on the last week of basketball. Are you also basing it on tonight too? I am. I am. So that's a great transition into what we're going to talk about, but just big 10 in a nutshell. Indiana beats Purdue at Purdue gets pounded at home by Iowa. You can't predict these things. Do not bet on the Big Ten because you will lose money. But Joey and I in agreement, team you don't want to see right now is Iowa. And I think we even said that like it's always you never want to see Iowa. Yeah, but we definitely said something similar to that a few weeks ago. And now, of course, you did you don't want to see him. Yeah, I mean, they come back from down eleven with or 13 or whatever it was with a minute and a half left against Michigan state win that game in overtime. And then they come and go to IU, which is between them and Mackey, the hardest place to win uh, in the entire conference and just put the beat. Like they were up eight to two and never looked back just an absolute beat town, which is kind of fun to see Peyton Sanford hitting threes and blowing kisses to the crowd. I mean, it's just, it was just unbelievable. Tony Perkins might've messed around and had a triple double. We didn't get to watch the very end of it, but um I mean, yeah, no one wants to see Iowa um, without a doubt. I would say no one wants to see Indiana off the heels of that game against Purdue, but the advanced stats in that game, Andrew, obviously they lost to Iowa. So, like, 
that that matters for momentum. But the advanced stats in that game, like all pointed to Purdue. It's just like sometimes it's just not your night sort of deal. Um, like the wind shares and everything pointed to Purdue, but that's like a whole different nerd argument. Um, where do we where do we draw the line on this? Because you wouldn't want to see Maryland, but they're second in in the Big Ten. So are we really saying? We're kind of saying who from the bottom would you not want to play and who from the top would you be okay? Right, here's, here's what I'm saying. There's Let's say there's 10 teams that are going to make the Big Ten, the, the, the NCAA tournament. Big Ten tournament, you don't, it doesn't matter. They know each other so well. Iowa's as hot as anybody right now. So you probably, they're the main team that you don't want to play and Maryland's pretty hot too. So those two teams are, and, and Indiana, you throw them in there as well. Those are probably the two, the three teams you don't want to play, but I'd also throw in Penn state just because they shoot so many threes and make threes at such a high rate that if you catch them on a bad night, you just can't win because three is more than two. Um, But in general for the NCAA tournament, like I think you don't want to see Indiana, but you're fine seeing Purdue. If you're outside of the big Ten. like Purdue might not be as scary as they were before. I think you don't want to see Rutgers because of how great they are on defense and how tough they play and how veteran they are. But you have no problem seeing Northwestern. Um, Northwestern is also veteran, also really good on defense, but they have no experience of playing in these like high intensity games and they've struggled lately. I don't know about no problem though. Before these back to back losses, they rattled off. No, no, of course. It's not five no problem, but, but you'd rather see Northwestern than Rutgers, and you'd rather see Purdue than Indiana probably at this point. And you'd rather and like then there are teams that you definitely don't want to play like like Iowa. And then there's and 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 Penn State is cause for a tr- if they get in cause for trouble to 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 upset and then Michigan like Michigan is as talented as any team as much as I hate them and I just can't stand Hunter Dickinson sometimes you don't want to see them if they get in there are they in Thompson who's also on the bubble is really really not good yeah. so you is have- Michigan in I don't know it's if it's between Michigan and and Wisconsin like people are saying then yeah Michigan's in. But if they both can get in or neither are getting in, then maybe not. You know what's super frustrating about the year that Ohio State had, and this doesn't really have anything to do with Ohio State, is there's – and I don't know who plays who. Like it might be impossible for Rutgers to end up as the two seed, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that have 10 or 11 wins right now, which second place has – 11 wins um so this was like a year where you could have been high in the big 10 tournament without having that big of a differential from the teams below you i mean maryland maryland at one point they were the only big 10 team ranked besides purdue or Purdue wasn't ranked to start the year or something. Maryland was the first team ranked and then they got really high and then they were out. And now they're Maryland has, has had such an up and down year. They're, they're peaking at at the right time. Just, it would have been easy to be in the mix this year is what I'm trying to say. Right. I I mean, even Nebraska, they're eight and 10, they're eight and 10 and they're three, games out of second i mean there's not enough games left for them to get up there and and that would have been crazy obviously but i guess you get those kinds of records when there's teams like ohio state and minnesota that have five combined wins so right i mean it's it's the same story as always the middle of the big 10 just cannibalizes 
each other. But this year, the middle is just huge. It's just a huge middle. But there's and, not a middle. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And it's it's crazy because I go back to my time at Ohio State. You know, we went six, we went 15 and three one year and didn't win the Big Ten. This year, we would be runaway winners of the Big Ten. You know, it's it's just stuff like that. That's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy, and it's why it's one of the best conferences in the country, and why we always fizzle out at the end of the year because teams are tired. Yeah, I, I mean, last year it's very different from last year. Last year there was two 15 win teams and one 14 win team. And two four-loss teams, and then a bunch of 12, 11, 9, 7, 7, 7, 7. This year, there, there's a clear gap record-wise between Nebraska, who's the third-worst team, and Ohio State. And then there's even another gap, Minnesota. If Ohio State beat Minnesota, they wouldn't have won a single game. When's the last time that, that happened? Uh, it's I don't know. It's crazy to think about, but I also think for some reason Ohio State's going to win against Maryland tomorrow, and they're going to beat Michigan State. Like it's just that's just the nature of Big Ten basketball. It's just so bizarre. Just if Ohio so- State wins out, are they in? Like wins out the regular season? In what the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, they make. No, the no, 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 no. Just these last two games. I think they're in. Put them in. Sure, we can make an argument for them. You wouldn't want to see them. That's for sure. You wouldn't want to see the Buckeyes. Last, last stupid question. Sure. As opposed to your usual smart questions. Yeah. Last. No, that's not what I'm saying. Just last stupid question. Not saying normally they're smart. I'm just saying last of the stupid ones. Got it. So a lot of teams get in March Madness, 14, 13, 15, 16 seeds. Then there's even some play in Four of each. Seeds. Four of each. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, there's more 16 seeds there, and there's six 16 right. seeds. Which is so dumb that those teams that get automatic. All the 16 seeds should be should be the play-in games. That's just my thoughts. They should be the play-in games? I think the 16 no. seeds should be the play-in games. Well, they have an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. They should not have to play into it. That's fair. It should be the 11 and 12 seeds that are bubble teams that have to play into the tournament. And those yeah. are better games anyway. I do think it would be cool, though, to say, like, the teams, the 16 seeds that win the play-in game and then lose probably feel better about themselves than the 16 seeds that just show up and, and lose. Duh. Also, way too early to say this. We don't know the matchups or anything. feel like this is a 215-116 upset type year where outside of – I mean, even Purdue has lost a lot of games they, sh- they shouldn't have. It just doesn't feel like any team is unbeatable like in years past. Yeah, I, it, yes. I, I do think that there are four or five teams that can win the national championship, and I bet none of them win just based on how nutty this year is going to be. And, yeah. and I, you know, I can't wait to talk through when we have a better, when we have a bracket and when we – like. I just can't wait to to, to, to have it. Wait, head. I didn't ask my stupid question yet. Yeah, yeah. My stupid I question played. is where on the bracket line, obviously we don't have the bracket yet, but where on the bracket line would you confidently say Ohio State would win that game? And I know that is kind of stupid because they lost a 215 game, but we would have confidently said they're going to beat Oral Roberts that year. But I would say that 
outside of 15 and 16 seeds, I wouldn't say Ohio State's a lock to win that game, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Just like I'm, I'm, basically, what I'm asking is these teams that don't make the tournament but are still high major teams, are they significantly better than the 15 and 16 seeds? Yeah. For the most part, I think bubble teams would beat. I going back, like looking at Ohio us, State's not bubble though. I'm just saying, like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like, when we were on the bubble, if we didn't make it and we had to play some of the teams of 15, 16 seeds, like, think about the teams Ohio State played at the beginning of the year. Those are the 15 and 16 seed teams that they were murdering. Yeah. You know? So, so let's take, let's take Penn State, okay. Or even Michigan State, who's on the bubble. Michigan, no. any of these, any of these bubble teams. If you put them in a 64 team tournament where all the teams are coming from the conferences of 16 and 15 seeds, are they the overwhelming favorite? <laughs> that is a silly, wild question. I would think so, yeah. I'm just curious about the talent gap between well, I do think, and this is a conversation for maybe a, another time and slash episode, just because it could get so deep. But I do think the the talent of the low and mid major schools are rising really quickly because of transfer portal and basketball just becoming better, and and the fact that you know these what you're going to see this year, I think especially, is these mid major teams are going to have five and six year players on their team that have been at their school for five and six years. Whereas you might have the same five and six year guys at high major schools, but they haven't been there for as long. And you're going to see teams that start four seniors, which is normal. But now these are four seniors that have been there for five years, maybe. And that's why I think the talent gap is shrinking. Also, like these are grown men that are playing in these low major and mid major teams. Cause those teams don't have guys leaving early for the NBA. So um, in addition to that, they get a lot of high major transfers as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. The last thing I want to touch on is shout out to new New York, Nick, Dwayne Washington, Jr. The monument, because I don't fully understand two-way contracts because I don't really get when they play and when they don't play. It's a little confusing to me. I probably should know as a basketball podcaster, but these guys get two-way contracts and then they're at the games, but not dressed. It's just a little confusing, but neither here nor there. He, I think he should be on a fully guaranteed contract. Also, wasn't he on a two-way contract with the Suns, but he played every game? Like, you can play as many games as you want on yeah. a two-way? Yeah, I don't really know. There's like 10 days and two days and uh, or two ways and all this stuff. I'm just excited that he's a New York Nick. Obviously, Jalen Brunson, fan of the show, friend of the show, friend of us. Um, show, <laughs> having them as teammates is hilarious. Um, I also think that maybe Dwayne might answer the phone right now if we call him and just see he's got like three different numbers. So I'm going to try just get a live reaction from him. We'll see if he answers, but maybe we can get a comment from him. My phone's going to die. Fill the, fill the silence, Andrew. Come on. Um, 
I think I should take the time to tell you guys once again about home field apparel. Because with DTL 15, our promo code, you can get 15% off. So go to homefieldapparel.com. That's H O M E F I E L D A P P A R E L dot C O M. And get yourself some nice, cozy Ohio State gear. I'd also like to tell you about our friends at Betfred. Because with Betfred, you're not going to get anything from us for signing up. But you're potentially going to make some money. And you can get some free bets, some Betfred bets. And if you're in Ohio, you got last number. Trying the last number. Okay, I'll finish this. If you're in Ohio, you got to be 21 plus. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. They'll help you out. So Dwayne has I have three phones for him. Every time he goes to a new team, he sends me a different number. Um, they're saved as Dwayne Washington, D Wiz, and Dwayne Washington Jr. So I don't know which. I don't even remember which is which. You should do Dwayne Washington. Team is on. Dwayne Washington. Team is on. Dwayne Washington. Team is on. Wait, unavailable. Does do that, or is that a weird Dwayne thing? Yeah, that Jalen doesn't do that. Oh, he has changed his number once. Jalen has. Because all the Stevenson people are probably like, we love you, Jalen. Remember Speaking we had of, together. Speaking of Ohio State basketball players, me and Andrew both responsibly on Betfred took Malachi Branham to have two threes tonight. He hasn't shot one yet. He just. I said didn't that do one. it on Betfred. I'm not in Ohio. Oh right, I did. Um. So, uh, but he hasn't hit it yet, Andrew. Final question for you. Do you think Malachi Branham makes two threes tonight? There's absolutely 0% chance he makes two threes tonight. You know why? Because we bet on it. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We promise there's going to be a little more substance in these episodes come Big Ten tournament. But for now, you just get to hear us. And you get to hear us shoot the shit. Or as Aaron Kraft would say, shoot the stuff. And I think the Buckeyes are about to go on a little win streak into the Big Ten tournament. And the hope is going to be insane. And hope is definitely not poison. And ladies and gentlemen, we love you all for listening. Um, Senior night tomorrow for Ohio State or tonight as you're listening to this. Um, Go out, support those dudes. Um, Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it, but. Justice Suing gave a lot to this university. Sean McNeil, Isaac Likely, shout out to them um, for some, uh, obviously, a not a fun year, um, but an impact on Ohio State in this program for years to come, especially those three guys. So um, last home game of the year, go out and support them. Um, maybe a little two-game winning streak, maybe a little momentum. Um, we shall see. But as always, it's an honor and a privilege to talk hoops with you, Andrew, and uh, – um, excited for March. March is now. We are in March. It's March. It's March. Shout out March 1st, mine and my girlfriend's two-year dating anniversary. Whoa! Which is pretty exciting. Big time. Big time. Um, Jaron Jackson just absolutely murdered Anthony Davis, and I sent it to you. Watch it. We'll react after the episode. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Oh my god! <laughs> Buckle up, drive the lane, go ball guys, beat the turps. Clocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike, hit the pedal with the eighth, hopping on the
on the ninth flight I've been chilling out of sight I'll be at the bar tonight Told the bartender go and take my car to swipe You try the same thing but your car get declined White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find I'm so dapper with my ways I'm gonna linger in your mind Always told me good things look I'm too dumb to our patient But I've been way too patient Riding bars in my basement I'm anxious in the real world It's time for me to say this The basics, the talent in my mind I can't waste it it's my time for it's taking I'm baking my mind Every day is the same-ish Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement Rock with it and lean with it My team win it My team win it Now rock with it and lean with it My team turn up when I spit it Now rock with it and lean with it My team win it My team win it Now rock Cause oh yeah, that is so raving, racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble. Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble. Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble. Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on bumble. And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she home. Cause you uncle But no we not related homie No we not some fam You never get in clubs You can't even get in sand You never get in dubs Like the Browns from the land When push comes to shove Wave that towel in your